This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. And Mia Jankovic. I haven't got a catchphrase yet, but hi. No, we should work on one, shouldn't we? What, what, any, any, any thoughts? The what woman a, with no catchphrase? I don't know. What about, what about just, oh, I wish I had a catchphrase. <laughs> Shall I just practice that? Yeah. Do it in a sad voice. Oh, I wish I had a catchphrase. So we're going to do some news, and then we will do Brexit of the Week, won't we, Steve? Have you done some prep for that? We will. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yes. Let, yeah, oh, good, good. Prep is good. Um, so it's been another action-packed week, and I know that lots of you listeners come straight here for your Brexit news. You avoid the BBC and all the newspapers. Get to the pod on a Friday morning for the whole of the week's news. So let's get to it. I think we should start, actually, by poking fun at the government, Steve. What do you think? Well, yes, I agree. I mean, because... we do that, do that normally. But, now, I mean, depending on def- <laughs> depending on how generous Michael Gove is, is feeling this week, yeah. you may have even started this podcast by hearing an advert he about might. preparing for a no-deal Brexit. So the first rule, really, I think, of, of having allowing advertisers into your pod space or indeed anything that you produce is not to probably make fun of them. Um, yeah. But that's kind of our what we do, make fun of the government. But last week, as you may have heard, dear listener, um, Michael Gove and the uh, the government sponsored the podcast, they which did. was quite a shock, really. So how it works is that we, we have, you will have heard, of course, us endorsing certain excellent products, listener, over, over uh, the past few months, which we do. And then around the pod, uh, an agency, to, for, for simplification, sells ads in to certain pods who do very well they get ads in and, and we have very little say over that of course you're not going to get you know an arms dealer 
or anything too bad, but we did have Michael Gore last week saying, prepare for Brexit. Get ready for Brexit. Yeah. Which that is... was literally Michael Gove. <laughs> well, that would have been amazing. Well, it might... Oh, sorry. Uh, Michael Gove here. Oh, sorry. Can I sit down? Oh, oh, you look nice today, <laughs> don't you? What a lovely... Oh, what a lovely dress you've got. Oh, by the way, get ready for Brexit. Thank you. Bye. That's my Michael Gove. Sarah Vine in the Daily Mail. <laughs> every <laughs> week. It wasn't just us, though, was it? <clears throat> No, lots of others. The Romaniacs, I believe. The Romaniacs had the same pro-Brexit advert. Second best Romanian product. Advert, is it? It's it's a get ready for Brexit. It's not pro-Brexit, but it is it is very much um, get ready for a no deal Brexit, isn't it? Yes, it is. Duck and cover. Well, it is. Yeah. I what? like how the more the more downloads this podcast gets, the more money it'll cost the government. In advertising fees is how I understand yeah. it. Yes, I believe that so, that's true. Um, so uh, billions. I'm slightly. So tell your friends. Tell your friends. Although to this podcast, that it will cost the government money. Does this mean that we are taxpayer funded? <laughs> does this? Do we have to start saying strictly impartial? Do we have to start saying things like you know because of the unique way we're funded? We'd happily have Nigel on. He's more than welcome, and we will talk about him. Shortly. What should we talk about first, guys? Because there's so much stuff again. It's so newsy at the moment. Well, it's been another great week, hasn't another it? Another fantastic for, week for, for all, government. for everyone involved. Has, has anything big happened? Because I was off <laughs> work yesterday with a cold. Yes, Mia's ill. Um, she's been. That has been, a, has been a mitigation no, for lack of preparation. No catchphrase, but a lot of heart. <laughs> a lot of great pluck. I wish I had a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> it's a winner. <laughs> Telling you, catch on. My catchphrase is relatively new as well. I spent months in the wilderness searching for a catchphrase. Steve was lucky. It just came to him about three months in, didn't it, Steve? Yeah. Like a bolt of lightning out of the blue. Hello, snowflakes. It's taken me until about a month ago to come up with little bit of better noches. Oh, what does that come from? I'm glad you listen. <laughs> well, that is the call of the yellow hammer, obviously. Which should we start with yellow hammer? I think we should. Now you've done the. Now I've done the. Now, now I've done, done my catchphrase. So you, I can see lots of little yellow hammers beating themselves against the window. They just fly down. Thinking that a big yellow. Hammer oh, that was a big one. <laughs> was, yeah. They just come down. So we we now have the yellow hammer document. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much the same as Rosamund Irwin said it was going to be. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it, it pretty much is. Um, not out of date. What's the best change to it? Do you think? Oh, it's, that's the redaction. That's the bit where it's just been completely blacked out. And I think it's quite yeah. funny that that could be just as likely to be Boris Johnson calling someone like a turd <laughs> or something as it could be something really serious and worrying for the country. Yeah, it could. It could well be him calling someone a girly swat as he did <laughs> David Cameron. I think across. it's. It, isn't isn't the redaction? I think the redaction might be about the fact that the that the, the our petrol export industry will cease to exist completely. Um, uh, completely. I saw that they've, they've sort of they've got yeah they, I think they've crossed that bit out. Two refinery closures, two thousand job losses, and we won't be able to sell any of our petrol. Anyway, well, there's lots of apart from that. There's lots of bad news. We kind of knew about it. We kind of knew most of it, didn't we? Well, the big we, change, though, <clears throat> is that they, they've crossed out base scenario oh, yeah. Yeah. written in reasonable worst-case planning assumptions in crayon. <laughs> crayon. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't, it's not actually in crayon, but they might as well have done. And, and obviously this is, this is related to 
um, Michael Gove saying this was the worst case scenario planning all along. Um, the thing which, with worst case scenarios is that it's still a scenario. In the Commons, he, he said it isn't, is it? And they, were, he, they said it isn't the worst case, is it? And he went, no, it's not. It's the best, <laughs> the best case scenario. <laughs> I mean, there's still all there's still all the um, one to, one and a half to two and a half days wait, yeah. um, which is I mean that's a long weekend, isn't it? Yeah, two and a half days. That, can't we? Long long weekend in Dover. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of truckers in Dover. I'll tell you what, get down to Dover with a burger van, make yeah. a fortune, Ooh, wouldn't yeah. you? Burger and tea. Yeah. What else do lorry drivers like? Porn. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm just making a gag. That's all. Like the the gentleman who was from Rochdale last week, who was offended by me beating up on Rochdale. Yes. This week it's lorry drivers. I love lorry drivers. They're great. But who, who else is buying top shelf magazines? Who's your favourite lorry driver? Oh, uh, La, uh, Clara. Clara. Long distance, Clara. Do you remember that? No, what's she? In? You're too young. You're too old. <laughs> I'm in a sweet spot. She's in Pigeon Street. In Pigeon Street. She was married to an Italian chef who were all, all he did was spaghetti, though. Oh, limited menu. But possibly a bit racist now, looking back. Pigeon mm. Street was great. Do you remember? You, you've probably never heard of Pigeon I Street. I've never heard of it. Do you I remember? vaguely remember Pigeon Street, yeah. Yeah, sort of late 70s, early 80s, kids' TV. Vaguely. Yeah. Long vaguely. Distance Clara is my favourite. And it was very hilly around Pigeon Street. The hills were, it were up and down vertical hills that she was travelling on. Yes. So she was the most skilled. She'll be down there for two and a half days. She'll have spaghetti from her, from her husband, other, other half. From her fictional yeah. husband. Yeah, yeah. Um, I quite liked uh, Chris Christopherson in Convoy, the film of Convoy. Oh, that's a great film. Have you seen Convoy? <laughs> Convoy. That is where that thing, you know, that kids do on buses. <laughs> when they get yeah. lorry drivers to go... <laughs> uh, I'm, this doesn't work. It's not a visual medium, this, is it? No. Um, do you have a favourite lorry driver? I'm really Mia? sorry. I told you I was unprepared. I did not come with a favourite <laughs> no lorry phrase, driver. No favourite lorry driver. I know this is terrible. Oh, it's really wish, I, wish I had a favourite lorry driver. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything else from Yellowhammer? Well, none of it is very good, is it? No. And it's and it's and it's embarrassing, isn't it, that they've had to? Well, look. Andrea Ledsom said they didn't want to release it because they thought it would alarm people. It will concern some people, she said. Yeah. That's the exact... Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the government can't win on this one because the more worrying something is, then the greater the public interest to actually know about it. And um, if it's not worrying, then why not just release it? So yes. either way, um, they just come out looking... Well, like, you know, they've lied from start to finish about it. He's going to... Don't panic! <laughs> Don't panic, Britain. Is that what the government is saying? It's got that. It's now got that on the front, like the Hitchcock's <laughs> Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Did you just take a horrible selfie of us? Well, we're doing nice pictures for, for social media, Mia. Enough, yeah, it's fine. You don't have to worry about it. We'll cut you out if you don't want to be on it. But yeah, I wish I was in a, tw- I wish I was in a selfie. <laughs> um, ben uh, Wallace. I was going to say the other thing about it was Ian Duncan Smith has said... It is what? What did he say about Yellowhammer? He said he said people who were worried about Yellowhammer are, are like people who are worried about crossing the road and 
sort of look look over their shoulder. They're, they're, they're worried that they didn't look right. Well, that's preposterous. Look right or left when they started to cross the road. So does that mean that the government and Ian Duncan Smith are people who just run across that's the road? That's the official advice. <laughs> oh, the public service broadcasts are going to get so much more fun under Boris government, aren't they? Roads, I mean, run across them, it fast. It couldn't be any more perfect, could it? Do you like a nice view? Climb a pylon. People worried about... <laughs> Don't do that, listeners. Crossing the... M25 without looking. These people who look when they change lanes on the M1. Uh, I do know, I've known several people who are bad at crossing roads. Have you ever, have you got a friend, everyone's got a friend who can't cross a road. You just walk out. I've saved so many lives. Is it just me? I'm very nervous road crosser. I'm I'm the opposite. I used to live in Cairo, so there you have to take on, take your life in your hands. I just would, I just wouldn't cross roads. Most people are constantly saving me. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Well, people who grew up in London tend to be bad at crossing roads because the traffic is generally quite slow in London. They always go to, the, oh, London has improved again. Only, you know, 700 people died on lo- central London's roads this year. That's because the average speed of a car in central London is nine miles an hour. Right. But I grew up outside London where people drive a bit quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wait for a nice long break before you... And my mum always used to say, what, what if you break your leg midway across the road? You need time to drag yourself across. So I wait until night to cross roads, usually. <laughs> and then you can see the headlights coming. Yeah. Or do you, or do you so take maybe. the Ian Duncan Smith approach and put a pair of sunglasses on? Yeah, blindfold. Or, or just put your head in a box. <laughs> I'm confident about Britain! Ah! <laughs> Like that. I, IDS, IDS long distance Clara <laughs> coming charge you. He's full, on the grill at this. Full plate of spaghetti, full load of spaghetti in the back. Um, at the risk of sounding like that bloke from the Inbetweeners who was Brexiteer in the week last week. Don't say the word, don't say the C word, especially not in the company of young ladies. Well, he said um, comedy. <laughs> he said, he basically said we should get out of, we should exit. Brexit was good because when he goes to. Spain yeah. and Greece and places like yeah. that. The roads are really rocky, and, the, and he has to put toilet. Oh, he's put okay. toilet paper in the bin. You have, cut, you have to put toilet paper in the bin. The I've I've spent I've only spent twenty four hours in Cairo, but I was <laughs> I was quite struck by their lax attitude to sort of road signs and. Oh yeah. And well, in terms is of that traffic, a, is that a cliche or a Western cliche? There's, a, there's, there's like an ant theory of driving in Cairo. This is a complete digression. It's all right, we yeah. like to digress. So we have like rules of the road, um, and you know, you can take ages to learn how to drive and everything else and follow all these tests, but the theory in Cairo is that there's so many cars that everyone kind of drives by communicating the way ants do next to each other. You know, you see ants all yeah. kind of like touching noses and like signaling <laughs> to each other and, and sort of going along in this bustling way. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort of, and it actually, well, it works. I'm sure there's probably quite a few road deaths but and do the cars in Cairo carry massive leaves <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah is that what they're all doing I get it now I get the ant theory now fantastic yeah good isn't it fantastic okay, I thought it was just I thought it was just me I thought this isn't like driving that I've seen before. (laughs) We've sort of gone through that light there, haven't we? Well, that's this uh, is what it's going to be like. Maybe it was Ian Duncan Smith, though. Who knows? Maybe he's got his own taxi service there. ITS taxis. ITS taxis. ITS taxis. (laughs) Just turning down your road now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe he could do that when when we're all in need of new work. ITS could uh, start his taxi rank. Um, 
Yeah, so Yellowhammer, that was Yellowhammer. What about the other great... Um... Well, I t- can I just make a point about this? Because oh, this has been something that I've been thinking about for quite a long time, right? Um, and and it, I, I was ironing I was ironing this shirt this morning, actually. Good. And I was thinking about it. I'm listening to the Today programme, as I do on a morning. And um, I was wondering if... Just imagine, just imagine Brexit never happened, right? Imagine there was never even any call... For us to quit the European Union. Imagine Farage went, oh well, got on with his life, became a rich banker, and you know, they, it just never happened. Okay? Bill Cash, just a swivel eyed loon. No, okay? Happy with that? Yeah. You there? You yeah. in that space? Good. Yeah. You do this too, listen, stay with me. Imagine it gets to 2019 and the government goes, got a plan? We have got a plan. What we're going to do is cause great damage to the economy. Great disruption to you guys. Cost you more for everything, pretty yeah. much. And uh, going to be lots of jobs lost, probably a recession. Are you in? We'd have stormed Parliament, wouldn't we? But now we're going, yay! Well, not us, but yay, get out, get out, get out. What lunacy has taken hold? What yeah. government ever, what government ever in peacetime has inflicted this much damage on its people? Well, it's just remarkable. Apart it? from if it's some kind of, you know. And then we'll Despot. go breaking lots of laws to really ensure it happens after people start to go, hang a minute. Well, possibly, possibly so. I don't break laws. You make laws. <laughs> I make laws, don't break laws. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What's your new nickname? Oh, I wish I had a nickname. Um, the lawmaker porridge. That's it, yeah. Do you, do you have a nickname here? <laughs> 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 At school, maybe? No, in the office upstairs. Well, I'm you do, actually, but you don't know terrible, what it is. <laughs> terrible rendition of my surname most of the time. Oh, um, right. Well, yeah, perhaps we'll leave that. Well leave that my out. renditions of it aren't very good either, really, are they? <laughs> Steve, what was your nickname at school? Uh, well, it was in, in the 1970s. Was it, was it Groovy Steve? Yeah, Groovy Steve. Cool, cool guy Steve. <laughs> no, it was Spangles, obviously. Spangles. Spangles. Very good. Um, and then <clears throat> later on, it was... Creepy um, Steve. Creepy Steve, yeah. <laughs> Um, smelly Steve, Stinky Steve. Um, uh, some of Steve. Um, no. Later on, it was Angle Poise, and then it was, uh, oh, which classy. is good. Yeah. So it was, it went from Spangles to Angle Poise, and yeah. then I think it, then it was um, Poison from Angle Poise. Poison which is good. Poison, you're poison. Poison, yeah, poison. <laughs> Running through my veins. Uh, cooler and, cooler. Yeah. and then Poise. Poise was quite a, a big one for a while. These yeah. are all good. I mean, yeah, yeah, good, you, you got lucky there, didn't you, with the old nicknames? Um, anyway. Anyway, indeed. So let's talk about... And then it was, became Yellowhammer. <laughs> Yellowhammer Anglesey. Let's talk about... That's a good, that would be a good nickname. For all those listeners out there who say we ramble on, you can you just go back and listen to the amount of times I go, so let's talk about... And then Steve goes off and tells us about when he used to work in a Hacienda or something yeah, for yeah. the next 20 minutes. I could see Quentin Tarantino making a film called Yellow Hammer. Oh, would it be a, a Brexit documentary? No, like a, a Brexit docudrama. We'd be in it. We'd, we could be in it, yeah. A bloody, don't Brexit, better, no, a bloody Brexit docudrama. Yeah, it'd be great, that, wouldn't mm. it? He'd be up for it. I like Tarantino. I'm unsure. Are you? Okay, Mia? Mm, I'm tired of him. A bit tired of him? I've grown tired of him. I'm sure he loves me, but... Yeah. I wasn't that keen on Kill Bill 2. No. Or Jackie Brown. That's where the Jackie Brown was great. That was my favourite. Yeah, I wasn't that keen on that. Let's talk about prorogation. 
Yes. And the fact that uh, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, has had something, uh, some bad news coming out of Scotland. Mia, tell us about that. Uh, well, over in the Court of Session in Scotland, uh, Joanna Cherry, QC MP, has, uh, has brought a case that she won. Um, and uh, this basically says that prorogation uh, was wrong in the sense that... What was the exact, the exact issue on this? Was it to do with having lied to the Queen about the reason? Yes, uh, essentially. Really <coughs> the, reason was, the, the reason was false, yeah. Yes, that's right. And Which, to be fair, even the Supreme Court didn't say that it believed that the reason was non-political. The High Court, you mean, in England? Sorry, the High Court yeah, in England, yeah, which yeah. cleared it. Which and, just and about it's, cleared it, And it's yeah. just been cleared now, hasn't it, as well? Um, so, um, so yes, um, it's just been cleared in Ireland as well, hasn't it? That's right. So, so it'll go to the Supreme Court next Tuesday, if my understanding is right. And then... Yes. Um, I th- uh, my Ross and the Supreme Court. Yeah. My view is that probably... And then they might say, stop prorogation <laughs> in the name of love. That would be great. Courtney Love. Courtney, in the name of Courtney Love. <laughs> Courtney Love turns up. Yeah. Some fairy wings on and her boobs out. The old fisher woman. Courtney yeah. Love. I like Courtney Love. Uh, so Boris has denied... Boris Johnson has denied lying to the Queen, as he would, I guess. If it is... I mean, this could get sticky for, for the Prime Minister, actually, if... He does lose because the, number ten have now said that they will not ignore the law, and, and MPs will be dashing back, um, and that will end prorogation, of course. But that is not really the bit that's going to get sticky for him. If the public think that he is lying to the Queen, that ain't that ain't going to go down well, no. is it? No, I think. I and think do you think the Queen will send some people around to biff him? I'm surprised the Queen didn't have her own legal advice on this thing. Well, that's supposed to be what the government's supposed to do, isn't it? Le- yeah, adv- advise the Queen legally. Um, it's a good job Prince Philip they've taken his car away from him, isn't it? <laughs> what are you suggesting? You just run, run a bugger over. <laughs> that's that's right. not a very good impression of Prince Philip, is it? No. Um, but yes. Um, I mean, that would be that would not be a good. <laughs> Boris Johnson, and nothing's been a good look for a long time now, but lying to the yeah, Queen is he's, bad. He's, he's broken enough conventions, so many of them, that I think that there is a sizable contingent of people who would actually go, lying to the Queen, fine if he gets Brexit done. Yeah. Brexit. Boris is the only straight talker. And if he, you know, he, there's a lot of people who, who may well excuse it in some roundabout way. Lying to the Queen, I mean, I'm no royalist, but I think even I wouldn't lie to the Queen. Well... Maybe a little white light. Tell a white light to the queen. Well, if she drew a picture, she said, "Does my head look? Do I look quite old on this stamp?" Yeah. Would you say, "Oh no, no, you, you look, look lovely. lovely. You don't look yeah. a day old." Yeah. I probably would. You probably she little you white light. Stealing a toilet roll from, from you know Buckingham Palace or something. Would you complain? Wait a minute. I need, I need to get to the bottom of this. Have I stolen it? <laughs> no. Have I well, stolen this toilet roll? I have. I have. So where have I, where is it about my person? So you're, you're suggesting that you would... Have I, unraveled, have I unraveled it and rolled it round my right, leg? Because that's what I used to do when I was a student from, you know, from pubs. <laughs> Keep warm? No, to, oh, so, so I didn't have to buy toilet, toilet roll. roll. Yeah. Round your legs? So yeah, put them round your legs <laughs> in the toilet, <laughs> the toilet roll sports. like that. No, you roll your, roll your, look, look, you roll roll your trousers, trousers up. up. Take the whole trousers off. Roll them round and then put the... Yeah, and then put your trousers back on and took the toilet roll in your sock... 
And then you're using your kind and of sweaty the landlord would come out and go, Oh, you've got my toilet rolls. Ah, and you'd go, Not me, Gov. Look, have a look at my bag. And you'd be still at the bar and you'd have toilet roll legs. I think the listeners should know that you'd have stood up and did a whole, whole, whole person right in your arms and your neck. There. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's a tip for any students out there who are struggling to make ends meet. Well, they're starting again, aren't they? Well, they are. they starting soon. Although, these days you rarely get rolls of toilet roll in pubs. It's usually in a dispenser, isn't it? It is, yeah. Which makes it a little bit more difficult. Although, hand dryers do detach from walls. <laughs> <laughs> so, if the Queen so I, you, have you still in <laughs> hand dryer? <laughs> no, no, and then sit down. <laughs> Uh, well, I wouldn't, firstly, I would never steal anything from the Queen, um, apart from perhaps her heart. <laughs> um, but I, uh, so, but yes, I probably would lie in that situation, yeah. But that would be self-preservation rather than a white lie. If she did a drawing and it was rubbish, and she said, Oh, Richard, do you like my drawing? I've spent three weeks doing it. I would probably go, yeah, yes, 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 ma'am. Oh, that Rolf Paris portrait she had done. Oh, God, time. I wonder where that is now. <laughs> Can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> is it a jail sentence? <laughs> um, yes. So yes. All right. We'll, but, but I mean, but this is serious lying to the Queen. It's a, but it's a mark, Perhaps. isn't it, of how well things are going? That you know, Boris Johnson and Dominic Cummings presumably thought that at this point they would be marching around the UK, having lovely photo ops, explaining yeah. why. You know, it was great, and yeah. we were making progress, and we were going to leave on. Yeah. Britain was pulling united. cows about, pulling cows about. Bobby's fainting in the background, and, and all that's happened is that if somebody has, you know, he has to come out and say, "No, I haven't lied to the Queen." <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's it is just a complete meltdown. Isn't Should it? we have a chat about? Also, can, I, can I just mention Quasi Quarto? Oh yeah, do this is annoying. Well. I mean, so instantly there were suggestions, weren't there, that the Scottish decision was, well, I don't know what they were suggesting. Fueled by whiskey? Well, exactly. This is the court of session, isn't it? Maybe they were, you know, and That's they are. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What's all this? Who's this blonde fella? Lord Begbie. <laughs> yes. delivered no one leaves until. Um, and um, but so I think, but there were suggestions immediately. Weren't they, that, that came from the direction of Number Ten that this was all politically motivated. Then Number Ten said, "We never said that in the first place. That's that's not true, and it's clearly not politically motivated." Yeah. Quasi Quarteng then went on uh, uh, TV and radio and said, um, "Well, a lot of people think it's politically motivated," and they said, "Well, do you think that?" as a member of the government, and he said, no, I don't think that, but a lot of people do, and that's what people are saying, and it's just, this is just a, you know, it's a revolting smear, and the cowardice of, of Quasi Quarteng to come on and say that is, is just, is pathetic, I mean, isn't he's it? he's been, he's a little bit like Preeti Patel in that he does come on telly and say exactly the sort of the most obvious line that, that Boris Johnson would want him to say. He's very good at being that kind of straight-up, Propaganda mouthpiece. Yeah, and yeah. Didn't he come out in favour of um, Mark Fields manhandling people? Am I right about I that? I think he's. I think he did sort of. Not I, just on I, that one occasion, but going forward as well. <laughs> <laughs> Manhandler in chief. <laughs> I have to check that, but I think he seems to pop up whenever something really dodgy happens, and he'll just go, "No, it's fine." He's a fireman, firefighter, firefighter, yeah, Sam. Really... F- firefighter, quasi. 
Um, yes, he's a bit like that, isn't he? But this thing of I don't, I don't think this, but everybody else is saying it is such a cowardly yeah, way yeah, to be, behave. If you if you think that the judges are biased, then just come out and say it, and be prepared to stand by it. Don't say oh, I've heard it in the pub from it's somewhere. A fairly dang- it's a fairly dangerous stance for for the uh, government to, to take, frankly, and to to say, but. That, like you say, that is that you sort of as, suggestive way you know, around. You, you know, you might as well say all people from Todmorden are, are actually descended from frogs. I don't oh, believe that. have you been to Todmorden? <laughs> but you know what, Frank, a lot of people are saying that yeah. one. Exactly, I don't believe yeah. that, but a lot of people seem to be saying it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, just, it's very Trumpian. It is, it is very Trumpian, you know, it's, it's such and a, it it's a coward's way out. It stinks. Uh, it does. It's terrible. Let's talk about Dominic Cummings because we touched on him briefly, and um, yes. he he. What do you think of his little gilet, by the way? It's become quite famous, hasn't it? Do you like a gilet? It's a very posh boy outfit, isn't it? Yeah. It so is. Have you got a gilet? Uh, no, I always think that if you have a, I did have a gilet, and and um, many moons ago, and the first time I wore it out, somebody said, "Are you are you going fishing afterwards?" And I never wore it again. Um, so I just, <laughs> Were you going fishing? Uh, actually, I was. No, I wasn't. No. Was <laughs> Have in, you ever been fishing? I was in Soho. Um, <laughs> Can't many fish there. Have I been fishing? I don't, I don't think I've been fishing since I was a little boy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I saw, a, as I, you know, as I alluded to before, I went out to the riverbank, saw Kurt Cobain's ex-wife dipping her rod in the water, and just said, Courtney Love. <laughs> that's my fishing joke right never mind hey. I'm really glad I tuned you out for myself <laughs> this is what I, it's best to do that <laughs> yeah it's a bit more difficult for the listener but um, yeah Dominic Cummings with his gilet of course where I'm from if someone said to, you know, if someone said to me when I was a kid do you want a gilet I would have wouldn't know I had no idea what they meant what did you call them as a boy well, I don't know. Body warmers. A body warmer, that's right, yeah. <laughs> body warmer, what a brilliant thing. It keeps your body warm. I remember my mum saying to my mum, I'd quite like a body warmer. She went, don't be stupid, you've got no sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want them for? <laughs> when is only your body cold? I mean, it's a fair point. Because my arms are cold if my body's cold. Well, but it's like those rather strange. Have you seen those <coughs> the, the weird sort of headband things that are the large headband that cover the forehead yet leave the top of the head exposed? Yes, I'm a fan of these. I have numerous of these, but I wear them around my neck. Is it a snood? Is that a what snood. it is? Is it I've, a snood? I have got maybe five or six snoods. But there's a sort of a tighter version of a snood, yeah, isn't yeah, I've it? Got that them can as be well. folded into a headband. Yes, yes. A more traditional yeah, headband, but yeah. then they, they can expand. That's and they, right. Yeah, they leave the top of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we know well, all they can heat. Keep... Exp- ah, yes, but I'll just explain quickly, and then we'll get back to Brexit. I those those I don't know what they're called, but they're they're like um, a very thin sort of windproof material. Yes. So they they are worn around the neck. In uh, I prefer to wear them around the neck, but you can wear them in, if you twist them in the middle. You can make a little beanie hat out of them. Yeah. So then your head is covered. But actually, I used to do a lot of running. And they're very good to wear in the heat because they keep your head cool as well. Ooh. Like um, like uh, turbans keep your head cool, don't they? Do they? Yes, yeah, they keep the sun off your head. So there you go. There you go. Good, so, great explanation. And they will be, under a hard Brexit, snoods will be made illegal. They will, yeah. That's a fact. Gilets, though, will be fine. Gilets is fine. Oh, you will have to call them body warmers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> all gilets will be blue. Uh, there was a guy at my school because I went. I wanted this body warmer, right? That's it great, would, isn't it? It would blue. And there were a guy at school who came in with a with an anorak on, and then one day he just he lifted up his arm like that and he unzipped his sleeves slowly. Oh. And took them off, and then he had a body warmer. I went back to my mum and said, "I've seen body warmers. We are." So she went, "They're just jackets." It's a jacket. I do like Didn't the. Didn't do something like that with trousers on Eurovision sometime? I'm not talking about skirts. <laughs> well, Eurovision, but you unzip the no, legs of your trousers. Bit, I might have dreamt it. it might have been I think it was Euro things. trash you were watching, not Eurovision. <laughs> uh, where were we? Dominic Cummings. Is, yeah. is he? So I've been saying for Steve thinks he's he's completely blown this I think it's a part of his evil genius plan Mia what do you think well what was this about him actually wanting Govin instead I don't understand this I just think he's he's uh, the wrong person to be advising Boris Johnson and is just utterly utterly single mindedly wrong and has been unfortunately being the worst person on the planet being entrusted with the future of this country Um, it's quite you know fairly simple in my view yeah I don't think there's a. I don't think. I think his plan is going very wrong, and his only answer is to kind of burrow through it. Yeah. Or bulldoze through yeah. it. Yeah. I kind of think that is his plan, though. Uh, Steve, where 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 are you at with with Domcom? Um, is that his is that his nickname, like J Lo? Yeah, Domcom. Domcom. <laughs> if it had it on the back of his gilet, <laughs> spelled out in studs. Tell you what, if you accidentally took his gilet, you'd be in bother, wouldn't like you? That, would you? You'd be in bother. Uh, he would not like that. He, he, he's, um, I think he's called like Fonzie, as he said. Yeah. You know, to his to the spads. Yeah. Which must have gone down. Well. A lot of the most spads are about twenty three years old. About Pigeon what? Street. <laughs> Fonzie. They should all be eating pasta like the woman on for Pigeon Street. So said. if Dominic, <laughs> I don't think he's doing very well. No. Um, I think um, the the go thing is funny, isn't it? That's one of the. Oh, that's one of the yeah, conspiracies. I, that's a yeah, conspiracy thing. I don't, I don't understand this one. So why would he just? Why would he sort of work that way? So, yeah. what, so let's explain it a bit further. Yeah. Steve's got some conspiracy theories about Dominic. Well, there Cummings, are numerous conspiracy theories with, floating yeah. around about Brexit, aren't they? And about what? And some of them are conspiracy theories, and some of them are thing are scenarios that the government are. Said like to be it was, ready to it employ. Was, it was the CIA what did it. Like. So there's so there's an idea, isn't there? So the, the the first one that Mia's talks about is that Cummings is screwing all of this up deliberately because he wants Michael Gove to take over. And the theory behind that would be that when he first came into power in uh, back when whenever it was when when was it? What when he started work with Gove? Yeah. Uh, well, it would have been t- 2000 and... Uh, I'm not sure, 2012, maybe, 13, something like that. So, or even earlier than that, or, two, or when they won I'm the... not sure he was the first one, but I, I was stand corrected if I'm But anyway, he, he worked for Michael Gove. He did, he? yeah. And, uh, yeah he, was, he, he worked was, for Michael Gove. Yeah. He was Michael Gove's friend. What was Michael Gove's first position? Let me try and work this out. In the coalition. Oh, no! Please, Steve! <laughs> what would you before, he went, before he went on to ruin education? Yeah, he. What was he ruining first? I can't remember. But was he? I don't think Don was with him then. No. Anyway. Anyway, so it doesn't any, matter. Anyway, really. um, so, so, and this is you know, so this is a conspiracy theory. I'm, I'm not sure that it's very likely that that 
happen. It, it, it's going to happen. We should put the X Files theme on in the background. Uh, and then there are numerous other ones which are more scenarios than conspiracy theories, yeah. aren't they? I think yeah. some of these have been gently leaked, haven't they? By Ooh. number ten. Ooh, I like a gentle uh, leak. <laughs> one being that we're going to refuse to appoint a new EU commissioner. Yeah. Point out that the EU is then in breach of its own rules and can't do anything. It's a bit like, no, 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 no. I know you are, you said you are. The EU will then grind to a halt and they'll oh, offer yeah. us a great deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I can, you can almost hear it go, yeah. grinding to a halt. <laughs> it's because there's no EU commission. I don't know how likely any of these are. That's, <laughs> that one seems quite unlikely to me. Laughably unlikely. Uh, what, about the, what about this one? Yeah. This one. I'm beginning to think this is going to happen now. Boris Johnson will resign yeah. and let Corbyn take control, yeah. seek an extension. Yeah. Then he'll be old Miss Monsieur Wee, the poodle of Brussels, yeah. as yeah. Mrs Thatcher uh, used yeah. to say. Oh, no, I think that was John Major, wasn't it? Monsieur Wee, the poodle. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah, he was. It was John Major. Yeah. And then Boris Johnson will agitate for a general election. Yeah. There will be a general election. Yeah. He'll say he went cap in hand to Brussels. Yeah. I was a man mm-hmm. of principle. I resigned. Yeah. And the election will be fought on that battleground. What yeah. do we think of that? As well, a do you know what? I, I think this, yeah. It was 80%. And you can argue that it was forced into, into it in every instance. Yeah. And say, I always want a general election. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, personally, I mean, what, what I should probably say at this, this point to you guys, I haven't mentioned it to you guys, but also to. To the um, to the listeners is that this is actually my idea. Oh. I came up with this theory um, or about well more than a week ago. Um, I have witnesses. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't mention it to Dominic Cummings or Boris Johnson or anyone in in government. They obviously just caught up with my brilliant political brain. Good. I was in conversation with a younger person and an older person, and I came up with this idea. I'm, so, I'm absolutely serious. You're, right. sm- you're smirking at me, Ooh. but absolutely, I said, "What if he did this?" How did they pick up on it then? Through mind power? I think, yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, um, and well, I tweeted it out. Oh, they tweet, you tweeted. I, it I out. didn't That's actually. Silly. I didn't actually tweet it out, but I did. I mean, I'm being silly to some extent, but I did think that this could work for him. Why not? Uh, why not let Jeremy Corbyn try and form a government? Mm. Um, you know, force force him to take Brexit over the line. In, you know, on the thirty first, which would, of course, probably mean moving the line backwards. Fair yes. enough. Um, and then go at him with both barrels yes. in, a, in a general election. It seems to make perfect sense to me. I think Dominic Cummings will be agitating for something similar. Yes, and I suppose Jeremy Corbyn's offer would be. Here's a deal, and we'll have a, we could have a referendum on it. Yeah. And Boris Johnson's would simply be, we will go out with no deal whatsoever, or would it be? I th- well, I think he would. I think what Boris would say is that we, you know, vote for me, and we will continue to speak to Brussels about a deal, but also we ain't taking no deal off the table. Mm. Um, and it, and of course, we talked about the fact that no deal is, but uh, that anti no deal bill is is in law now, but it can be. You know, with the he with stuff, yeah. yeah, exactly with with the right majority, with a, a majority, it makes no odds. Yes. Uh, so I think Boris would say, "Vote for me, and you get the you know the opportunity to to dig our heels in with the EU and either get a good deal or or we say screw you." Hmm. And like you said, Corbyn would say, "Vote for me, get a referendum." I mean, another another <clears> one which sort of brings it back to prorogation and the the 
court case which is going to the Supreme Court. I think week. prorogation sound. It should be um, a um, an early Joy Division song. Prorogation. What yeah. is that song? What am I? Isolation. Getting? Isolation. That's it. Oh, I love Joy Division. Great song. Though. Great yeah. song. Um, is that he will just refuse to seek an extension? So he'll just say, "I'm not doing it." He'll just break the law. He'll break the law, and the government said they wouldn't break the law, didn't they? They said, but this was leaked to Tim Shipman. Yeah, Shippers. from Sunday Times, who frankly is quite tight with Bozza, isn't he? Yep. Um, so certainly very tight with number two. And the idea yeah. is that they would then, they would then go appeal this and take it all the way to the Supreme Court, saying, "I'm the Prime Minister. I decide. It's not up to me. To it's not up to Parliament to tell me what to do." Yeah. Um, you're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. Yeah. And it it Doesn't is going to go to the... the possibility of going to jail though. Yes, it does. Just love. <laughs> you, what sort of prisoner do you think he would be? <laughs> At the start of porridge. porridge. The start of porridge. What was the remember the start of porridge? Oh, do you remember Alexander porridge? Professor Johnson. <laughs> yeah. really nice. I sentence you. You are a habitual criminal. <laughs> That'd be a great sitcom, wouldn't it? Boris inside. Boris in... Porridge. 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 <laughs> There's been some subtle trolling of Boris Johnson on that from uh, PA Images, the Press Association Images, yeah. the feed that we get access to. And they just released a load of them of Boris Johnson behind bars. I've They're seen those pictures. <laughs> They're all taken through like railings or something. Yeah. But I can't wait to use it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would—I mean—that would be hilarious. I guess he would go to a Category D prison rather than Strange Ways or something. Why do you imagine him on the roof lobbing tiles? <laughs> he might become some kind of mythic, mythical figure writing prison letters and he could become a bit of a cult figure that way. It's unlikely. I am sort but... of martyr. What, like... Um... <laughs> Nelson Mandela. <laughs> you can't compare Boris Johnson to Nelson Mandela. The Brexit Mandela. Well, I mean, the Mandela there are some Brexit. people who would think that way. Um, <laughs> Mandela of Brexit. <laughs> long, long walk to freedom <laughs> with Boris Johnson. Uh, yes, I think. Well, we're obviously being very silly, but it would be funny if he went to prison. Are, are any of us expecting the Supreme Court to uphold, uphold this judgment from Scotland? No. Isn't there a different set of rules in the UK? Well, if you've been out, if you've been on, if you've been on a night out in Scotland, very different set of rules between England and Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed to be mean to Scotland. I'm Scottish. Okay, fair enough. Are you? <laughs> well, a bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, I love Scotland. It's a beautiful country, and they can take a joke up there as well. They can. Yeah. Um, we'll see. <laughs> so yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm expecting it. I'm not expecting it to be upheld. No. Um, and that, that's going to true. be a massive moral victory because you know what, you know, the press recently, the right-wing press have just completely ignored the current ruling. Mm. Um, you've seen nothing on the Daily Mail or that. Um, but when they've got the bit between their teeth on issues like this, they absolutely slam, slam down hard. You know, like, you know, when they did decide to report on the, uh, on the Gina Miller case, it was yes. enemies of the people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you so. know, and I think there's a big <clears throat> comparison between how the sort of the Remain camps, we, we should do similar things. Because when we lost, when the Remain camp lost its its earlier ruling, um, everyone just kind of went, oh, oh, that's bad. Um, right, yeah. we'd better seek an appeal. There was no kind of, 
there was no fulminating and there weren't any sort of major headlines going enemies of the state or mm. anything like that yeah. and this will be grabbed so hard and it'll just it'll ram the the victory home so hard that it'll be very hard to sort of steady ourselves yeah i mean we, we, you know we have been fairly robust in european we did put nigel farage in a massive oh, tub of poo <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, unfortunately. That's true. That's absolutely true. Um, but that's reasonable, though. I that mean, that's is reasonable. Not... Yeah, no, no jury in the land would convict. So what? So what? Um, sort of final thoughts but on it would us? Be come... great if they did. If they did lose, and they had to, would, would they then be able to appeal to the European Court of Human Rights? Would they, would they wasn't then... uh, wasn't uh, Francois talking about that? I saw that in my my. Drug-induced well, haze yesterday. That would be good. Wait a minute, you said yeah. you were ill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was on the lemsit. He, he was actually on the cat. Snorting lemsit. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some horse tranquilizer. So I can't vouch for that, but um, I'm pretty sure there was something like that going around Twitter. Yeah. Might have just been your sort of weird fever dream. Nigel Farage if, riding a unicorn. I would say that if Parliament did come back, it would be very nice to see the domestic abuse bill seen through yeah a, well and to be fair you know um, people, these these people <clears> saying we there's nothing to talk about anyway we'd reach the end no that's that's been two years that domestic abuse bill it's really important and who was it there was someone in government who said we're looking forward to getting it but oh actually it wasn't it was um, harriet harman wasn't yes, it who said exactly um and I, i'm pretty sure it will get through of course i think you probably raised that on the back of um a certain yorkshireman being made a night this week uh, yes, I do, which we will discuss later on. Okay, okay. Well, with that, I am going to play a, a quick forward defensive. Mm-hmm. Unless anyone else wants to throw me a googly. Do we want to talk? Oh, well, want you to, do. All right then. Do we want to talk about <laughs> the Brexit Party's kind offer? Oh yes, of course we do. Of course we do. My the apologies. Brexit Party's very generous offer to the Conservative Party to let them win 80 to 90 seats at the general election. Yeah, and this was sort of made through the Times at the weekend, I think, wasn't it? Nigel Farage gave an interview to the Times on Saturday where yeah. he sort of laid this out. And then he booked a wraparound on the front of the Daily Express uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and a full-page advert in the Daily Telegraph, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also and it, making his point. And what, what he's saying is it wasn't a, um, a sort of coalition, but it would be an electoral, electoral pact... Um, whereby the, uh, the the Brexit Party and the Tories would would work together in order to get um, a, a majority of, of seats in the House of Commons um, for a for a hard Brexit, basically. Yes. And and I did talk about this last week. I said that I was I was pretty certain that because the government was so um, confident about winning the election, that they must be willing to talk to Nigel Farage. What did Domcom say? What did he say? Bugger he, off. He said he said that Farage and Aaron Banks are not fit and proper people and we wouldn't be doing it. I don't know whether he said this without telling Boris Johnson. Well, that's interesting, yeah. I think Boris Johnson would have done it if Dominic Cummings didn't have a beef. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. And, you know, so t- tell us a bit about the beef, Steve. Uh, well, their beef, their, their beef is that Dominic Cummings ran vote leave. Yeah. Farage and Aaron Banks ran uh, Leave.eu, which was sort of the guerrilla wing of Yeah, they're all balaclavas. Wasn't it? Uh, Dominic Cummings believes that his own genius won the referendum. Nigel Farage and Aaron Banks, quite rightly, I think, 
say the referendum was won quite a lot because we threw things like immigration and yeah. fear of a Turkish invasion yeah. uh, and all the nasty stuff on the table and uh, you've not recognised us What for that. Dominic Cummings would say to that is he was happy to allow them to do that. Well, exactly. And knew that that's what they'd do. Yes. I exactly. think that Farage and Banks were played by Dominic Cummings, frankly, in that whole event. But there, you know, Dominic Cummings did not want... Uh, he, he, he didn't want to tarnish his campaign with Farage, basically, yeah. did he? And he exactly, did. and he didn't, and he didn't, and and, and I, I do have a th- I do have a theory about this. Oh, actually. good, good, good. I mean, he's so Dominic Cummings said Farage and Banks were not fit and proper people. Farage replied to this by saying, "I can be either your best friend or your worst enemy." And isn't it great that they've already started talking like you know people <laughs> from a bad gangster film? It's just which is well, all right. Um, and obviously this completely increases the chances of the Conservative Party not winning the next election yeah. or not even winning the majority of seats at the next election. Yeah. Um, however, before we all get too excited about this and go, the pact has broken down, Labour are going to win, Remain is going to win... You sounded a bit like you could have seen that. The pact is broken down. The pact is broken <laughs> down. E-I-O, remain a gonna win. And the pact is broken down. <laughs> I like it. Um, but if you were a bald, gilet-wearing, extremely <laughs> Machiavellian person, oh, yeah. wouldn't you have a big row in public with Nigel Farage? And then go, actually, what we'll do in those 80 to 90 seats is we'll put candidate up, but we won't really do any Well, maybe. But then again, I have then, got... And then, once again, okay. as you said, untouched by the horrors of yeah. Nigel Farage and Don't, the Brexit party. Yeah, yeah. I'm clean. We didn't really do anything. We stood candidates yeah. against yeah. them. Yeah. Yet, yeah. the objective has been achieved. Do you know what? I, I, I think that's not a, not a bad not a bad theory. Yeah. Um, I have another theory though um, <clears throat> about Dominic. It could Cummings. just not be very good. Let's 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 be honest. They're sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? We don't like Brexit. <laughs> it's a bit like being sponsored by Adidas and going, "Look at my lovely new Nike trainers. Oh, these are the bestest." Our short um, podcast now sponsored by Cheese, <laughs> the Cheese Board. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> Oh, very oh, good. good very good. Um, <laughs> um, I, I have another theory, and I think it. I think that Dominic Cummings is not, is a short term appointment in number ten, and I think some of the other people around Boris are short term hires. Really, I mean, we know that some of those people had been had been either offered or even perhaps accepted jobs outside of um, yeah outside of government before Boris. Won um, the, the PM ship and then and then suddenly stayed on. I think that Dominic is is running a team that will uh, you know be be out of there by Christmas. I I wouldn't even be massively shocked if if they didn't stick around for for a general election campaign. Um, I think their their main objective was to get Britain out of Europe by thirty first of October. I think if they did that, um, they they would be off. Before a general election campaign, obviously, if we'd have had one before, I think they would have stuck yeah. around. But I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Dominic Cummings does not lead Boris Johnson into the, into a general election. Mm. Um, and I think that actually will would allow Boris to to f- throw a lot of the 
you know, a lot of the bad stuff at Dom and, and blame him. Dominic Cummings is not even in the slightest bit worried about what people think of him, clearly. He never irons his shirts and he wears a gilet. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, he, he he he's not bothered about that. He has his one goal, and that is to get Britain out of the EU on, you know, on his terms, i.e. as hard as possible. If he achieves that, he will go off. And, and we know he's not a well man as well. I mean, he's not in the r- yeah. most robust of health. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's not he's not a well man and he needs some surgery and I think that probably um you know that's not going to be de- delayed for too long. Um and of course we wish him all the best. Well, I mean Yes. Of course. But yeah, while Boris Johnson's a man who wants a statue with his name on it, Dominic mm. Cummings, who heaven knows what he wants, you know, he's, not, he, he wants that one goal and then yeah, he wants to go he's off not, to write blogs again. Absolutely, he's not bothered, he don't want a statue, does he? Although that would be a cool statue, because yeah. you could put hats on him. The Harold Wilson statue in Huddersfield I loved, it's really great, because his lips are just a little bit open so you can put fags in them. <laughs> so he's got because he because there was some controversy because he's 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 got his hand in his pocket and a lot of people say where's his pipe you know and um, obviously they'd said don't have him with a pipe so I used to put fags in his mouth good yeah all the fun in Huddersfield we That's had it. all the fun lights out there were oh joyous and now I am going to play a forward defensive because we have prattled on for far too long. Thank you both very much. We'll be back very shortly with Brexiteer of the Week. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back, Steve. Take it away. Uh, let's do Brexiteer of the Week in a second. Oh. First of all, I'm going to talk about the print edition of the New European, specifically something I've written for <laughs> it this week. Oh, um, a bit of, bit of shameless self-promotion. Well, I, you know, I'm expecting... Michael Gove might uh, might like to advertise this around, but, uh, <laughs> but if I'm, the government would like to buy advertising space in the European, I have read Lord Ashcroft's biography of Jacob Rees-Mogg, oh, so right. you don't have to. I've written about it in the New European. Fantastic. It's, it's not a very exciting book. Oh. It's much less exciting than Lord Ashcroft's last political biography, which of course was written with Isabel Oakeshott, wasn't yes. it? And it was the David Cameron book which came out. David uh, Cameron. I wonder if he will address the um, Piggate in his book, Gate. which I think is due out next week, isn't it? Uh, it is due out next week. And um, and there's a lot of foodstuffs in yeah. the Jacob Rees-Mogg book. There's no pork in it, unlike Lord uh, Ashcroft's last book. Right. Um, <laughs> it's quite a relief. The foodstuffs are all enjoyed only orally, only by mouth. In this uh, in this book, uh, it's not very good. But I have a little theory about uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Let's let's review some of the evidence. He only ever eats white bread. Right. Well, me too. Uh, he doesn't eat rice or pasta. He only right. eats beef, lamb, and game. Right. Well, they're not substitutes. He, he substitute beef. For he doesn't pasta. eat any spicy food. Right. If he goes to a curry house. On sufferance, he has omelette and chips. Oh. When he lived in Hong <clears throat> Kong, mm. did he throw himself into the local cuisine? No, he stayed at home <laughs> and, and his maid, maid cooked him bread and butter pudding, which he ate. Right. He has a massive sweet tooth. Does he? Sugar on everything. He puts sugar on his Frosties. Oh, wow. He eats... Oh, point of Frosties is you don't need to sugar them. If, he, if you go out for dinner with him, he will have steak and chips followed by chocolate souffle. Right. He loves chocolate, <clears throat> and he especially loves Cadbury's cream eggs. Oh. 
And at one point on his desk, he used to keep 60 Cadbury's cream eggs at any one time. 60? And then would work his way through it. I wonder how he eats a cream egg, because there, there's different ways to eat a cream egg, isn't there? Well, that's it, yeah. There was a whole advert about it. Yeah, it was, you're right. Do you reckon he takes the top off and then licks the Licks the inside. Out? I think he does, with his, with his sort big... of serpent tongue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm wondering whether the, you know, that sort of sugar rush and <clears> crash... <throat> And the effect of eating all this sort of roast meat with heavy sauces. Yeah. Does that explain why he has to sort of lie, lie down lie and drink down. himself yeah, maybe. across the commons benches? And does it does the you know that garbage in garbage out theory? Yeah. You type garbage into a computer, garbage comes out of the other. Does that explain why this whole Brexit thing is so? Screwed. So in the piece, I talk about this, and I also talk about the diet of other leading Brexiteers. It's in the New European print edition. Other stuff is in it. It's not all as good as that. But well, let's it? just. I just just as soon as we. It's actually very good. The New European because print it edition. is. It's, well, it's superb every week. But the because we are now impartial. Yeah. Because of the unique way that we are funded. Yes, that's right. We perhaps we've made fun of Jacob Rees-Mogg's diet. Yeah. Perhaps we should. Make fun of uh, talk about our, our diet. So let's 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 just run through what we've had today. Okay. What did you have for breakfast? I had uh, boiled cornflakes. Right. Semi skim. Did you have milk. sugar on it? Semi skim milk. No. Right. No okay. sugar. Right. Right. Is that it? And then for lunch, yeah, I had. Um, I actually did have spaghetti bolognese from the canteen. Did you? Not made by um, the woman from Pigeon Street's husband. No. Well, you don't know that. Uh, I didn't have the garlic bread with it. Oh, you are, you're doing, you're a good lad, aren't you, today? Uh, but I am, you know, I'm, I'm going out for a meal tonight. Are you? And I'm going to watch Fleabag, like all other members of the... Oh, you're attaching off to the, the big smoke, are you? No, no, I'm going to watch it at the cinema, like everybody else. Oh, right, OK, yeah. OK, OK. Oh, that sounds like a lovely evening. What And what food will you be having this evening? Is it uh, Italian or you added Italian? I'm going, no, I'm, I am going Italian, but oh, you it'll, are. it'll be more of a sort of burrata and saladine. Very base. nice, very yeah. nice. What about well, yourself? Well, for, I don't, uh, for breakfast I had a can of... Iron <laughs> brew? No, I had a can of uh, water. A can of water? Yeah, they're really nice. You can get... I really water love, in a can? I really love sparkling water. Oh, sparkling water. I yeah. really love sparkling water. I'm a big fan of San Pellegrino. If San Pellegrino would like to sponsor the yeah. board and send me lots of glass bottles. I don't like it as a plastic bottle so much. Glass bottles of San Pellegrino, which you can only get from Waitrose. Okay. Um, then the can. So I did, that's, that was breakfast. But you had it in the can? I had it in the can, yeah. In the can. And it's glass funny... Glass bottle in a can? No, sparkling water in a can. It's not San Pell. Oh, okay. Um, and then, and it, it's it's the size of a kind of beer, right? So okay. it does look like. So when I'm, if I drive to it, if I want, it You're does look like away. I'm like <laughs> I'm drinking a kind of beer, but I'm not, boss. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. water, and then um, so that was breakfast, and then I had um, a pineapple juice mm-hmm. for for brunch. And then I had chips and gravy for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also had a packet of quavers. Oh, yeah. oh, I've had a Twix, sorry. Oh, a Twix. I've Twix, Twix. fits, doesn't it? I've had a Twix, yeah. And I tell you what I've got waiting for me upstairs, I'm excited about. Peeled Skittles. Peeled Skittles? Who yeah. peeled them for you? Yeah, well, you know, oh. I have people who do that for me. You're Skittles peeler. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway, enough. should we do the Brexiteers of the Week? Yes, please. Uh, <clears throat> Rachel Warby. I think you should look out for Rachel Warby, prospective Brexit Party candidate for South Northamptonshire. South Northamptonshire is a really good. Uh, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? You know, 
South North South North Hampton is just a great constituency, isn't it? It's, like it's it, a great, yeah. It's like East Westminster. Um, uh, she she's got an um, an amazing plan to beat food shortages after Brexit. Is it my Deliveroo plan? Do you know what it is? No. Uh, well, I just give you some biographical details about Rachel Warby. She's standing against Andrea Leadsom. Oh. So under the Farage plan, she would probably actually be stood down. Yeah. Um, she was until recently a hairdresser in Benidorm. She flew back cool. to Britain to vote leave in the election and now she's, now she's come back to fight for Brexit, Brexit party <laughs> candidate. And um, she was being questioned on Twitter about uh, Yellowhammer and all of that. And she said, why would planes of food and medicine stop coming into airports? Surely if we're going to buy the food and medicine, it'll all be all right. And the yeah. people went well. That's not really mm. what Yellowhammer is suggesting. No. And then they said to her, since you're a Brexiteer and you believe all this, if this happens at no deal and there is a, a food shortage, would you be prepared to the back of the queue, to go to the back of the queue yeah. if you were wrong? Yeah. Uh, and she replied, um, I wouldn't need to. And they said, why? And she said, there wouldn't be food shortage because I would share what I grow in my garden oh, with everybody. Wow. Oh, goodness. Well, I feel so much better now. So how big's this garden? Well, is let's it hope like, it's a really, it really, really big garden. <laughs> well, it's in South Northamptonshire. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Martin on Weatherspoon's Oh, chart. Timmy, yeah, friend of the pod. Uh, everybody in the world, every media unit in the, in the world reported that he was taking 20p off the price they of the pint, didn't they? They did. I, did. I, fact, I, I think he even knew you repeated How prices would go down when import tariffs... When yeah. in the event of a no deal Brexit, yeah, yeah, few problems. Yeah, he's just put it up by fifty p. It turned out that it was only one beer. Oh, Rudlers County, not all beer. Rudlers County is brewed in Suffolk, therefore it attracts no import tariffs in the first place. Maybe into Norfolk, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, you you pay me two turnips for this. A lot of Tim Martin shareholders. <laughs> When hang on, we're cutting twenty p off the price of what we're going to. All our profits are going, so they weren't very pleased with that, and it caused him quite a lot of hassle. Um, and then it obviously demonstrates that Tim Martin makes so much money off selling Rudlers County that he can afford to cut the price by twenty p, even while we are still in the hated EU, which is ripping us off. Um, and then also, numerous people have said if you can afford to cut the price of this by twenty p, why don't you pay your staff the living wage? Yeah. Um, so it's all worked out well. Yes. Uh, Margaret Thatcher, she's a Brexiteer of the week. She's uh, not the Brexiteer of the week. Uh, um, she's oh, broken uh, her, uh, frankly, understandable silence on Brexit. Yeah, we can forgive her for that. A uh, Japanese religious group called Happy Science have been in touch with her. Happy Science? Happy Science. She's sent them a message from the spirit world. Oh. Uh, in it, there's a video. She's talking <clears throat> through a medium oh. called Master... Ryuhu uh, Akawa. Is it a bit like that scene in Ghost where Demi Moore... Demi Moore, yeah. ...becomes... It's very good. Have you not seen the video? No, Patrick Swayze becomes... Not the video of Ghost. Whoopi Goldberg. The video of... Yes. Margaret Thatcher. Does she become... And then become... she gives Demi Moore a little squeeze. They, Does... they do pottery together, don't they? No, that's... Bef... Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm confused now. Anyway. Anyway, there's a video that's been released of, of I think, an earlier sort of seance yeah. that they've had with her, yeah. where they um, where they, they start by saying, Margaret, Margaret, you're dead, these people who are questioning the medium. And, yeah. he, and he says, 
oh, I'm like, Dennis, Dennis starts, she starts calling for Dennis, um, which is fantastic. Anyway, some of the footage available online, they're doing another one. Um, the highlights of the previous one, she says, I, I, Mrs Thatcher said, I couldn't understand the EU system and the EU is falling apart now. The problem is Deutschland and another problem is the French. <laughs> and it's not quite the ladies not for turning, is no, it? But no, no. You can't no. really expect zingers from somebody who's been dead for six years. This is probably groggy. I mean, I'm, you know, in the morning, it takes me a good hour. Yeah. To be um, fair, let's just talk about because there's a big argument about, like there is with Churchill, would Churchill be a Brexiteer? Yes. Would he not? I think we are probably right to claim Churchill, but... We're stretching to be claiming Thatcher, aren't we? Well, she was a very keen <clears throat> proponent of going in Absolutely. in the first place. She'd somewhat changed her mind by the end of her premiership, hadn't she? she? Was, yeah, she was becoming more and more uh, more and more Brexity, wasn't she? Whether she would have gone full no deal or not, I don't know. Perhaps not full no deal, because she was a fairly pragmatic woman, but, yes, I, think, um, but I, I think she would have voted leave. Mad, but pra- pragmatic. Pragmatic. Uh, pragmatic Margaret, uh, and it brings me to the Brexiteer of the Week. Yes, I'm excited. And it's Jeff Boycott. Boyks! And he got a knighthood in Theresa May's resignation honours. He did, controversially, yes. Uh, and then he. What should he have done? Just shut up about it. And yeah, go, oh, that's very yeah, nice. But, but I mean, you know, you. you well, being Jeff Boycott. You're from the wrong side of the hill, so you know that it's very unlikely that people from the right side of the hill ever shut up about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went straight on the Today programme. Oh, straight and on. And of there. course, they asked him about the <clears throat> 1997 conviction in France yeah. uh, for beating up his um, then girlfriend. He was it, found guilty. He always denied he it. He was. He got three months suspended sentence, didn't he? So, yeah. Uh, hit her 20 times. Uh, the court decided. The court did decide And that. I mention all of this not just because uh, it, that's a, a, a terrible thing and he shouldn't have got a, a, a knighthood for that. But because well, I don't think he got a knighthood for that. Well, <laughs> he shouldn't have got a knighthood because of that. If I misread it, I mean, if he got a knighthood yeah, for that, yeah, then that's, that's disgraceful. That's completely wrong. Um, but he said, um, he said it, the court case was <laughs> why he decided to vote um, vote to leave. He said uh, it was a court case in France, uh, which is one reason I didn't vote to remain in Europe. But he was uh, in, in France th- at the time of the France, alleged offence. Well, I know. I don't know whether... Where <laughs> well, was he expecting it to be well, heard? I think he wanted it to be heard in, in Headingley. Barnsley? Yeah. On the Western exactly. Terrace? At the, uh, at the Three Horseshoes in, in Headingley. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he said in he said in uh, France you're guilty till you're proved innocent, uh, which he wasn't. It's yeah. the total opposite of when you're in England. It's very difficult to prove you're innocent in another country in another language. And you know what a load of rubbish. Dicky Bird as the judge. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Michael Aspel. What, Michael Parkinson. Michael Parkinson. Michael, Michael Aspel. Aspel. He's there as well. Although ask Aspel, am I guilty or? He's there as well. Aspel's there as well. Or innocent? That would have been. Uh, um, but it's a serious matter. Clear. I mean, it, clearly, it's a serious matter. Clearly, yeah. And it just seems to me that Fiona Hill. Uh, got an honour. Yeah, Nick too. Timothy got an honour. Extraordinary. Jeffrey Boycott has got an honour, and it just seems to me that Theresa May is undoing all the good work and the brilliant reputation that she built up as Prime Minister. <laughs> so 
I mean, so Jeff Boycott is the Brexiteer of the week. Well, congratulations, Jeff. And I... Theresa May. I mean, <laughs> just when you thought things can't get any worse, she, you know, her stock was starting to climb again, it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. On the back of our dreadful Boris uh, Johnson, has I been. mean, we're talking about this. The, <clears> I was talking about this with my lovely partner the other night, mm. um, Joe, and, and uh, the lovely Joe, um, and uh, um, who really is lovely. And, um, She's a lovely Joe. Who really is lovely. <laughs> she really her, is lovely. That's her nickname. She, she really is. is lovely. God, she's and, lovely. Uh, and we were, we were saying, he's, she has done this at a time when people were saying, maybe her compromise is the right thing. Yeah. Her compromise probably is going to come back before the House of Commons. Yeah, at some quite stage. possibly. Stephen Kinnock yeah. wants it yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and and these, uh, these sort of people. And maybe, just mm. maybe, you, you'd be in a scenario... In, in five weeks when they do come back, where Theresa May's deal got through the House of Commons and Boris Johnson was proved to be an arch chump and people started <laughs> saying, shouldn't we just bring back Theresa May? Didn't she have the right idea? And then she does this. You see, Theresa May, Theresa May always felt... She felt bad for everyone who took a hit from that election because, you know, there were people like... Um, Ben Gummer, who suffered, because, yes. you know, because of that election in in Ipswich, he was the MP in Ipswich. Uh, John Gummer's son, Lord Devenson. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it was a perfectly good constituency MP and a, and a strong remainer, but um, yeah, you know, lost because of that, of that Theresa May called election. For, Tim and Fiona took a big hit. Obviously, they yeah. they, they were hived off. <clears throat> um, I think she's this is her way of saying sorry, and also. I like cricket. <laughs> I like cricket because Andrew Strauss also got yes. um, a, a a gong slightly less he? controversially. Yeah, he's. A, I think he's a Tory. Um, but you know, let's. Let, oh, that's controversial. Theresa May when she posed in the in the t-shirt. Saying, oh, um, <laughs> seen those pictures. <laughs> so she posed in the t-shirt saying, "This is what a feminist looks like." Yes. Which, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, a feminist, and frankly, does not give no. Um, a knighthood to somebody who's been convic- convicted of beating up his girl. No, and she also, um, she also, she. I mean, the, the domestic violence bill is a good piece of work, though, yeah, and yeah. that did come through on her watch. It's a confusing message, isn't it, I think? Yeah, very much. And that should be the last word on it. Uh, yes. So what should the listener do right now, Steve? Uh, the listener should leave us lots of lovely reviews on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, I just want to say to listeners who've been... Uh, leaving in the reviews a couple of complaints about sound in recent episodes. We are working on that. We're looking at getting some new gear. It will all uh, get better. Keep the faith with us. I know the sound balance on a couple of the there is uh, it, recent ones was a bit uh, is a it, bit out of whack. It's not. It's not an issue with the skills of whoever might produce the podcast. No, it's an issue. Is it, the, Steve? Definitely it is, not. It is a, a kit issue, and we're we're getting the best kit. We are. We're getting we better kit, and we do hear you. And it, and it, and, it, and it's uh, you know it's something that was heavy on our mind as well. It is. Um, we but would we like will fix to it. Sound even better. We will fix than it. We do now. So thanks for thanks for your reviews. Please leave us lots of lovely ones. If you are worried about us rambling too much, I just want to talk about <laughs> the twenty four hours of Throbbing Gristle live cassette uh, box set, which is available on anyway. So we'll, we'll talk about that next time, shall we? Um, we do do part on that one. <laughs> you can go to Facebook and join the New European Readers Group. You can follow us uh, on Twitter at the New European. You can follow me at uh, Sangle C S A N G L E S E Y. Or you can follow me at Porritz P O Double R I Double T. That 
was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, go and buy the printed product. It is in all good news agents now, priced at a very reasonable £3. We will be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.